Thank you for listening to TMA's Practice Well podcast. TMA, helping you improve the health of all Texans. Did you know that you can claim CME credit for many of TMA Practice Well podcasts? Just go to www.texmed.org forward slash C-M-E-T-O-G-O. Register for your podcast and follow the instructions to claim CME. The content of CME to go podcasts do not relate to any product of a commercial interest. Therefore, there are no relevant financial relationships to disclose. Please be advised that the information and opinions presented as part of this podcast should not be used or referred to as a primary legal source and does not replace the advice of your health care attorney. Hi, I'm Cheryl Kraviak. I manage the Texas Medical Association Education Center, where through webinars, publications, and podcasts with CME to go, we strive to provide physicians a reliable resource to help you and your practice thrive. Like many of you, I've transitioned from daily scheduled face-to-face meetings and interactions with my colleagues to online meetings and apps like Zoom and Microsoft Teams. This created new challenges that I didn't think about at first. One that I've noticed, and I think others struggle with as well, is how do I keep a professional presence virtually? I have a lot of natural light in my house and animals and kids. This can create some funny moments, but it can be very distracting and derail the important matters in the meeting. I noticed a few of my colleagues, specifically Molly Mailman, had it together every meeting, no matter what time of the day. So I've asked Molly to join us today and share some of her tips. Molly is a TMA practice consultant with 10 years experience in healthcare. She's worked in hospitals and specially based outpatient practices. Her expertise includes financial reporting and analysis, budget forecasting, productivity optimization, operational efficiencies, and strategic planning. Molly, thanks for speaking with us today to share your tips and tricks for keeping a professional presence virtually. Thanks, Cheryl. I'm happy to share. Today, we will be talking about how to have a polished virtual professional presence. Items will include how to conduct a successful video meeting, how to overcome interruptions, and we'll end with some tips for success. Now, let's start with defining professionalism. Your professional image is one of the most valuable resources you have. It helps you interact effectively with coworkers, deal successfully with clients and vendors. Your poise, self-confidence, and emotional control can win you the respect and opportunities you want. Since the onset of coronavirus, meetings have been taken out of the office setting and into our personal homes. Instead of presenting in conference rooms, you now are at home. Quote, it says, professionalism is not a label you give yourself. It's a description you hope others will apply to you. So how can you achieve and maintain a professional presence at home? 
I think we're all realizing it's more than making sure you have on a clean shirt and that you've had a quick comb through the hair. That's an easy trap to fall into. Let's start with your general appearance and some tips to be camera ready to take control and command your audience. So first things first, before any video meeting, I type camera into the start button on the bottom left of my home screen. This turns your computer camera on and gives a first glance of how you will look in your meeting. Adjust your hair or wardrobe as you see fit. Some video platforms automatically place you in a meeting and don't utilize a preview screen. There's nothing worse than going into a meeting and you just pop up and all of your colleagues are there and you look like a mess. So using your camera built into your computer is helpful before joining a meeting. It's safe, effective way to check what's behind you, what's going on, your surroundings. Feel free to pin this to your taskbar for quick access. Now, get ready for your day like you were if you're physically going to the office. It's important when working from home to continue your usual routine. Continue to dress according to the office dress code. Even if your office has a casual dress code, still make the effort. Think about how your clothing will look on screen. Wearing a busy plaid or patterned outfit are more distracting on camera. Try a plain solid color. Make sure there are no wrinkles or stains on your top or your jacket. Beware of the color of your shirt with your background. For example, if you're wearing a white shirt and a white wall is behind you, you will blend into the background and have a blob-like or ghost-like effect. We don't want that. So try wearing contrasting colors and be mindful of colors projecting onto your screen. And don't forget your lower half. Dress appropriately. You never know if you have to stand up. Molly, that's a good point. I was on an after-hour Zoom meeting, and one of my team members' cats jumped up on his desk and knocked his cup over. My team member jumped up quickly, and we could all see he had on ducky pajama bottoms. So, dress shirt and suit coat on top and PJs on the bottom. It was a funny moment, but I could tell he was embarrassed. And of course, we all lost our momentum and train of thought. That's funny, Cheryl. And luckily, not too bad of a slip up. I have some tips on recovering from unexpected mishaps, and I'll share those in a bit. Now, let's address speaking on video calls. Focus on your camera and not your colleagues during the meeting. Direct eye contact is a vital way to reinforce your point. In a video conference, this means looking into the camera and not at the smiling faces of your coworkers. Speaking into a small camera will not feel natural or comfortable. We are trained to look at people we're talking to. Others like entertainers and politicians have been doing this for decades. It's challenging to focus on your camera for the entire meeting, especially while others are talking. But know that you'll increase the impact of your points when you look straight into the camera. Remember the quote from earlier about professionalism. It's how others perceive you. Here are some tips for speaking and keeping the focus on what you're saying. Maintain a strong voice. Use a louder than usual voice. You will be more audible 
And strong voices convey authority, credibility, and confidence. So even though you're using an external or internal microphone, don't be tempted to speak at a conversational volume. Maintain a strong, clear voice as if you're in a large conference room. Using a loud voice will also keep you from mumbling and from speaking too quickly due to the amount of breath required. Next, speak deliberately slow. This is a hard one for everyone. Glitches and video streaming like pixelating and freezing forces participants to listen extra carefully. If you talk too fast, they'll miss the message entirely. Remember to smile when you are speaking. Third, don't talk with your hands or move your head too much. Extra movements may be distracting or visually compete with the words you are trying to convey. This next tip may want to be the hardest to follow. Be present. Be present in the meeting. Pay attention. Be sure to maintain good posture. Sit up straight with your shoulders back. In a conventional meeting, participants are typically very mindful of their presence. But in a video conference where you're muted, it's easy to forget you're still being watched. You may be tempted to check your email or attend to other work, but multitasking is hazardous because you don't want to be caught unprepared if asked a sudden question. Even if you don't need to be fully engaged in the meeting, your professional reputation can suffer if it even looks like you're not paying attention. So close those other windows, turn your phone upside down, and remember, you're always on camera. And lastly, remember to mute yourself when you are not speaking. This will eliminate any excess background noise. Remember, the mute button is your friend. Use it wisely. I'm guilty of both these last two. My email inbox is so distracting to me. These are all great tips and really practical common sense things that I really don't run through my mind before I join a meeting. It's really helpful to have them pointed out. All right, now what are some of the not so obvious tips? I have several more tips that will help you in virtual meetings. Now let's talk about lighting. Check your lighting. Make sure the light is coming from the front or overhead and not from the back. Is there a large window open behind you? Windows cause glare and darken your face. Pull blinds if necessary or reposition the camera to have a wall behind you. If the room is too dark, consider turning lamps on or overhead ceiling lights. Remember, you want your face to be clearly seen. This picture above clearly illustrates how hard it is to see when light is coming behind you. And I know you all have seen this on meetings so far. So let's really make sure that we have our lighting down. Then when your lighting is set, take a look at how the camera is positioned to your face. Ideally, you want the camera to be at the same height as your face and pointed slightly downward. 
I read a clip about this. If it's pointed slightly upward, it's like someone's looking at your nose and no one wants that. So if you're working off a laptop, consider putting a stack of books underneath your laptop to raise the camera up. Also, pay attention to how close you are to the camera. Smartphones and webcams use wide angle lenses. If the camera is too close, you'll end up with a distorted face. So slide your laptop or desktop back about six inches from your face. When I give lectures, I don't have a stack of books ready to go, but I have a really big, large white serving bowl. So I turn it upside down and I put my laptop right on top and it hits it just perfectly. So you can use other household items as helpful as it for you. Also, avoid rolling your chair back and forth during video calls. A rug can help reduce any echoes in a room. Make sure all doors are closed to avoid accidental interruptions. If you're having trouble hearing your call, try headphones. Now, let's check what's being displayed behind your camera. Let's be honest, it can be hard to concentrate on video calls. You could be the world's foremost expert on COVID-19. You could be announcing a cure, but we're looking at your bookshelves, your curtains, your artwork, or lack of it. Turn off any distractions such as televisions, ceiling fans, or music. Take note of the room and clean up any clutter. Would your conference room have kids toys, dog toys, or plates of lingering food? Absolutely not. Use this question as your test. If it doesn't happen in your office, it shouldn't be on your video meeting. So I posted a picture above of Dr. Fauci uh, giving the world an update on COVID-19. And his house is nice and tidy. But let's be realistic about your background. Your home is still your home. If tidying up your space is not an option, consider using a tasteful virtual background. Home designers such as Crate and Barrel, West Elm, and Pottery Barn have so-called fake spaces you can use as your own. If you use a virtual background, remember to keep your movements to a minimum. These backgrounds are like green screens and moving around can make your hair and other parts disappear. When possible, I strongly suggest using your own space. Having a tidy space promotes positive mental health. It has a large effect on your professional and personal life. Also, think about your environment. Check to see if all doors and windows are closed. Is your ceiling fan or air conditioning unit noisy? If so, consider turning it off temporarily. I know that's hard in these 100 degree weather. Check to see if you have any plants behind you. Make sure they are not sticking out or look like an extension of yourself. As you can see in the photo above, it's not his best look. Also, be mindful of virtual backgrounds. Yes, the backgrounds are fun, but remember, you're still in a professional meeting. And double check how your name is displayed. When entering a virtual meeting, you can edit your name before or during the meeting. So if I'm giving a lecture to an outside institution, I will write Molly Mailman TMA so they know I'm with TMA. 
make sure to have a professional headshot as your default display picture. When your camera is off, this is the image that will be displayed to everyone in the meeting. Now that we've covered visual and audio tips, how about general virtual meeting etiquette? Being prepared in virtual meetings is just as important as in-person meetings. Make sure to have all your notes gathered in one place and prepare to present. Take notes as necessary. Turn off or silence notifications on your computer. Programs such as Outlook when receiving a new email or inner office chat features such as Microsoft Teams can be distracting when you hear that pop, you're just getting an incoming chat. Or if you have ESPN downloaded on your computer, not everyone wants to know the update of the score. Close out of additional browsers or documents and focus on the meeting at hand. And this is very important. Remember to introduce yourself if necessary. This may be the first time you are meeting a new coworker or client. Make sure to use active listening techniques by paying attention to the speaker. Give the speaker undivided attention and acknowledge the message. Show that you're listening by providing feedback or deferring judgment. Make sure to respond appropriately and remember to mute yourself when you're not speaking. So the key is to active listening, paying attention, look at who's talking, do not talk, ask questions, follow directions, and visualize what is being said. I agree. Having all the mics on with the doorbells and the kids and pets in the background is distracting. You mentioned earlier that you have some tips for unexpected interruptions. Let's talk about those now. Probably the hardest thing to handle during video meetings is interruptions. At home, we do not have receptionists and assistants to help us like in the office. Over-communication of when you are in meetings is key. You might have seen the video on social media that went viral when Professor Robert Kelly was being interviewed live on BBC News about South Korea. I would encourage everyone to watch the video and see how he managed to keep his composure and complete the interview successfully. It's a really fun watch. There are so many things in the house that can be an interruption. Kids, having children in the home when you are trying to conduct work has been one of the most challenging areas for working parents. Try to keep your children busy with projects or schoolwork. Let them know you are working and not to be interrupted. This sounds easy, but depending on the age, it can be very challenging. If possible, hire a nanny or have another family member help you out. Pets. If you have any pets, make sure to crate or sequester them during your meeting. For example, if your dog likes squeaky toys like mine, make sure those are out of reach during a meeting. There's nothing like conveying and having a great lecture for an hour with an audience of hundreds of physicians, and then all of a sudden there is a, a duck that is quacking in the background and my yellow lab is jumping up and down. That is not professional. <laughs> Ringing phones. Remember to silence your phone before a meeting. And if you have a landline, try lowering the volume on the ring or muting it altogether. 
doorbells. If you have an electronic doorbell, go ahead and mute that. Delivery personnel. Make sure to put a note on the door to let deliveries know you're in a meeting and to knock, not to ring the bell. Alarms. Disable any alarm clocks that may be on your cell phone or nightstand. At TMA, we went work from home in March, and we will stay work from home right now and through January. So funny, work from home diary one. Power went out during recording. Construction workers are extra loud. Daughter walked into a meeting singing, I like bananas at the top of her lungs. We can all relate to this. So let's plan for the unknown. How will you handle when someone rings your doorbell? What if you have a service technician at your door? What if you start coughing, sneezing, or have a tickle in your throat? Step one, apologize for delay in the meeting. Step two, mute your microphone and turn your video off while you handle the interruption. This is very helpful when your beautiful headshot will be displayed when your video is off. When the interruption is over, turn your video and microphone back on, apologize and continue with the meeting. Things are going to happen, but they could be handled with more grace if we have a contingency plan. That contingency plan should also include technology issues. Some of the common issues are inadequate bandwidth and network connectivity. This can make for poor online video conferencing experience. Some of the main signs of such issues include choppy audio, a video feed that keeps freezing, screen sharing failure, and extended unexplained delays. Make sure to check with your internet provider the minimum requirements effective for a video call. Have this contingency plan. Do you have a hotspot or another Wi-Fi network you can switch to? Do you need to let everyone know you need a minute to get your issue worked out? Make sure all devices are charged. In the event a laptop or phone battery dies, have a backup plan. According to a recent poll, 40% of meetings have hardware or software technical issues. 26% of employees call IT for help for at least half of their meetings. And three minutes is the average time wasted trying to fix text issues during a video conference. Our poor IT teams, they are overburdened. And the last tip for contingency and planning is for whatever video platform you are using, brush up on their frequently asked questions. Do a test drive of the meeting. Make sure you know how to properly run your meeting. Questions you should be asking yourself. Do I know how to mute and unmute myself? When I first join a meeting, will I be muted automatically? Do I know how to give control and release control? Do I know how to share my screen and stop sharing? Do I know how to use the chat feature, both publicly and privately? Is the audio giving any feedback when I am speaking? Is my picture clear? Additionally, make sure to refresh your browser. Let's get in front of the problems we can control to have the best possible meaning. Good point, Molly. 
Thinking out backup plans and running through meeting controls before you start your meeting really removes the stress when things go awry. Do you have any last tips to share? Yes. I'll wrap up with these last eight points. Number one, be on time. This is important whether the meeting is in person or video, but especially important on video because everything is more visible on camera. Number two, be aware of what's open on your desktop or in your browser if you share your screen. Some documents are confidential, so keep this in mind. Number three, ensure your technology works correctly. Add in buffer time before a meeting starts. I generally add in five minutes, uh, but sometimes people like Cheryl that have dogs and kids running around, she needs 10 minutes. So know yourself and add that into your schedule. Number four, mute yourself when not speaking. Audio picks up the most discreet noises. Always make sure to mute yourself. Number five, use technology to fully engage remote participants. Research different programs. For example, you can utilize a polling question to a group during a meeting. Or also, the other night I was on a meeting, we broke out into sub rooms to do icebreaking networking. There are really cool features out there. So just do a little research and implement those to get a higher engagement. Number six, choose the proper software and hardware. Make sure you have the operating capacity and all of your software is up to date. Number seven, have IT's number handy if any issues arise. They are oh so helpful. And lastly, number eight, be respectful of other people's time. Don't go past your meeting time unless mutually agreed upon to keep going. Molly, thanks for putting this together for us and sharing. These really are so practical. This wraps up the time we have today. I encourage you to check out TMA's other practice help topics in the Education Center. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to TMA Practice Consulting Department. It can be reached at 1-800-523-8776 or at practice.consulting at textmed.org. To claim CME for today's program, go to www.texmed.org forward slash C-M-E-T-O-G-O. Register for your podcast and follow the instructions to claim CME. TMA has a long, proud history of promoting patient rights, advocating for physicians, and providing real solutions for your practice. We can accomplish so much when we unite in one voice. Call the TMA Knowledge Center at 1-800-880-7955 or visit texmed.org to find out how you can join or renew your membership today.